0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host, Kate, and you're listening to episode 27. This episode is going to be all about Star Trek Voyager. But I'm not alone this episode, I have a co-host once again, joining us all the way from Ireland, it's Gary O'Toole. What's up, Gary? Hey, Kate, how are we? Doing pretty good. We're here to talk about Voyager, because I know you're a Star Trek Voyager fan, so... Which is interesting, since we're both such big Star Wars fans, and Star Trek fans. So a lot of times there's um a lot of contention between the two fandoms, but it's cool that we both like it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of divide, and I think the divide is bigger than ever.
0: Yeah, with it, with all the new content coming out, you mean...
1: Yeah, definitely just I and I, I can't understand the divide, you know, one is science fiction, the other is space opera.
0: Right. Exactly. It's crazy like and when you like both of them sometimes you get a look from people like, "What?" But Oh yeah, hey. I've
1: gotten I've gotten numerous looks. I've actually got I've actually gotten worse looks for the actual type of Star Trek I like or the specific genre of Star Trek I like compared to you know, just liking it in general. Like, the fact that I like uh, Next Generation and Voyager over Deep Space Nine and Enterprise, people look mm-hmm. at me like I have two heads.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So, we'll talk a little more about that. Um, But first, you know, this is a nerd podcast, but maybe there's some people out there who don't know about Star Trek Voyager. So, let's give everyone a brief overview about, you know, like... Where it fits in the time stream of Star Trek, what was it about, that kind of thing.
1: We're really going to uh break the prime directive, aren't we?
0: <laughs> By talking about Voyager, you mean?
1: Just in general, Star Wars switching over to Star Trek.
0: <laughs> we won't tell our illustrious leader about this.
1: <laughs> oh, I can I I, I I can imagine he already knows.
0: But yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a big world out there. There's lots of fandoms, and you can like more than one of them, so that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Any thoughts on that?
1: Unless it's DC, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> oh boy, we're not going to go there in this episode.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to check the comments section after I've just said that.
0: <laughs> you like some DC, though, don't you? Don't you like Flash?
1: Uh, The TV series I do, the EU and movies, I think they have a lot of work to do.
0: Okay. Well, I've been wanting to do a DC episode at some point, so maybe I will down the road. That might be interesting. Mm -hmm. But, okay, back to Star Trek. (laughs) Okay, so we had the original Star Trek, which was, like, in the 60s, and then Next Generation. Well, there was also the animated series in there somewhere, which I did an episode on a while back. Um,
1: which was not very popular over here at all.
0: Really? Yeah, well,
1: Ireland didn't really get it.
0: I really only watched the one episode that I did the epi- the podcast episode about. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't that good, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we had um, Next Generation, which was like in the 80s and 90s. And then Deep Space Nine kind of started towards the end of Next Generation. And so then we had Deep Space Nine, and then Voyager was starting towards the end of that. So they yeah, kind of Voyager, was,
1: Voyager was mid-90s, I think, 95, 96,
0: something like that. Yeah, I believe it premiered in 95. So, yeah. Alright, so do you want to give people like a brief summary of just... What the whole series of Voyager was about.
1: Well for those who are familiar with Star Trek. We can make it pretty simple. But for those who are not too familiar with it. We can explain it like this. Star Trek Voyager was very very different compared to the traditional Star Trek series. In that the actual crew of the uh, Starship Voyager actually gets stranded in uh part of unknown space known as the delta quadrant so it was about seventy thousand light years from earth pretty much unexplored never been looked at before and they need to find their way back but they have no idea how to do it
0: right so it's kind of like a lost in space but star trekified version of that
1: (laughs) yeah really really star trekified and it supposedly was to take 75 years plus to return to the Alpha Quadrant from the Delta Quadrant,
0: right? And, and so, even how s- they, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, it's just crazy. Even how they got there was crazy. That there was this phenomenally powerful alien known as the Caretaker who actually sent Voyager <laughs> away <laughs>
0: that to the was Delta so, Quadrant. I mean, like that was a pretty bizarre pilot episode. You, it was absolutely
1: insane. Yeah.
0: Like, the, it's like the old farmer guy. Like, it's like an Iowa... Like it, or it's supposed to look like Iowa or some Midwestern place like that. It's just really weird.
1: Yeah, and, and and yet that's that's what set it apart for the fans was that it was totally different to what Gene Roddenberry had envisaged. You know, it was almost like the rule book had gone out the window.
0: Interesting. So it was also notable for having the first female captain. So yeah, had... it wasn't a...
1: F- And wasn't it voted like the most feminist series of all the Star Treks?
0: Um, I don't know. (laughs) I guess yeah. There was
1: some. There was some poll taken by fans a long, long time ago, and it was seen to be like the the most feminist series running because it had a lot of
0: strong female characters. Correct. I mean, when you look at it compared to like some of the roles that women had in previous series, definitely progressive. Like um Ohara uh, like it wasn't her job just like translating the computer. Mm hmm. <laughs> um or even like um they just not that the women in next generation weren't strong women, but I I feel like they took it a step forward in Voyager, definitely.
1: Friend of mine would describe it as alpha females.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Definitely when mm. with uh Janeway, Valana Torres, and Seven of Nine—like those oh, are definitely love yeah, females—and
1: the... even some of the the sort of guest characters that made in the way you know, even somebody like Seska who was there for a for a period of time.
0: Oh, I hate Seska. Yeah, <laughs> the worst. She's so annoying. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode just about that.
1: <laughs> we could.
0: Oh man. Okay, but yeah, so that's that's kind of um, Star Trek Voyager in a nutshell. So let's talk about why so many people don't like Voyager. It's kind of similar if you do the Star Wars analogy, like how some people just hate the prequels. I think it's kind of similar to that. Do you think that?
1: Um, I think there's a little bit of differences Uh Having spoken to you know many friends and colleagues who are fans of Star Trek and maybe not specifically Voyager there are numerous reasons why people don't like it but I think from my own personal point of view as I said Gene Roddenberry's vision for Star Trek was you know followed all the way until it got to Voyager and then the rule book was completely and utterly thrown out the window. They were given a, a blank canvas they were basically free to disregard you know any check reins that were in place. And they just ended up making an absolute hash of it.
0: Interesting.
1: Like, to to give you some, you know, examples of it. They were sent to the Delta Quadrant, which was great. You know, it was an uncharted region of space. Mm-hmm. So we had no idea what was going to go on. But yet it was done to protect a species that had an incredibly short lifespan. You know, they weren't going to be there.
0: Ocompa, Maybe in a year's time. Right.
1: Yeah, the Ocampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Alright, so let's talk about why we like it then. What are some of the things that we haven't mentioned, that, that the reasons why you like Star Trek Voyager?
1: Characters for me was number one. I think it had the, the greatest amount of contrasting, conflicting characters of any series within yeah. Star Trek.
0: It had some awesome awesome characters and it's like it's hard to choose like a lot of times you watch a show and you're like that's my favourite character but with Voyager they were all so good it was hard to choose a favourite
1: do you really think so
0: yeah why oh, do you no, have
1: a favourite I had a favourite right from the start yeah
0: well I mean yeah there's like favourites but like they're all so good you know mm-hmm. what I mean
1: Oh yeah, but I, I had a favorite right from the start like from the get-go.
0: <laughs> Tom Paris.
1: Yep, 100%. <laughs> Flyboy. No, definitely there was just there was just something about Tom Paris's um Tom Paris's character, but yeah, as you say, there were so many well-liked characters mm-hmm. it was crazy.
0: So, what elements do you think make for a good Star Trek series? Other than, well, obviously you mentioned character development, but like, what what do you think is like the magic formula?
1: A pretty cool ship.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Voyager was a pretty awesome.
1: Voyager was pretty great. And if I remember right, the designation NCC 74656. Nah. I think there was a little hidden message in there somewhere for that.
0: You're getting too nerdy for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But on top of that Kate it had the Delta flyer.
0: The Delta flyer was pretty awesome.
1: And even even the series building up to the Delta flyer was amazing because that was just something totally different, you know, the focus wasn't on you know going out and exploring, it was about creating something totally new to go and retrieve important resources from mm-hmm. uh, a hospitable environment.
0: Right. So that's and, uh that's the one Tom Paris. Built on his own, right?
1: Yep, he designed the Delta Flora to retrieve. I think it was. I don't know what it was. was it something from the Bajorans, or I don't no? It wasn't remember. the Ferengi, but but yeah. So they had to retrieve it from a from an inhospitable planet, and that's why they had to build the Delta Flora because it had multi shielding.
0: Nice. So we kind of talked about characters already, but let's let's go more in depth with characters. So, of course, we got Janeway. We'll give her top billing since she's the captain. Do you think she was a good captain? Truthfully,
1: no, I don't.
0: Wow. No, yeah. Explain.
1: And I'll explain quite simply why. She's been stranded, you know. She's gotten her crew stranded on a 75-year journey to get back to Earth.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: With that in mind, she says, you know, she would do every single thing in her power to you know get them home but if you are so far away from home why was she so adamant in adhering to the prime directive
0: it's a morals and principle thing
1: it is but i mean that far out you know if you say you're going to do every single thing in your power because let's be honest she turned down a heck of a lot of opportunities to actually get home
0: yeah much much quicker but then once you get home like you have to answer to starfleet for everything that you've done
1: well of course you do but i mean when they were out there they essentially had to write their own rule book you know write their own code
0: yeah that's true survival
1: of the fittest i mean even remembering the episode where they got stranded in a vortex yeah where there was no light and they had to uh Form an alliance with a load of other ships of pirates and smugglers and thieves. I don't think Starfleet would have looked too kindly on that.
0: That's true. Good point. Where do you think she ranks on all the Star Trek captains we've had so far?
1: Good captain, but no. Um, speaking personally from me, she's second bottom. Whoa,
0: who's who's the very bottom yeah.
1: Archer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did I know? Archer, definitely. I like
0: Archer, actually. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Really? Like, he's even lower than Cisco for you?
1: Actually, no, Cisco will be bottom, <laughs> then Archer.
0: <laughs> I know you don't like Deep Space Nine, that's why I asked.
1: No, I'm not a big fan of Deep Space Nine at all, and for the simple reason I think Cisco was just overacted to beat the band. Yeah. If you ever watch any of the, you know, like the review videos on YouTube, it's just him spending 30 seconds waiting to fire (laughs) weapons or raise shields. And he sits there, you know, twiddling his tongue. So you
0: think he's more overacted than Shatner?
1: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) But Shatner could act.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Chakotay then, our first captain role in this show. Um, So obviously it was kind of an interesting uh, concept with the Maquis and Starfleet having to work together, which a lot of people feel like wasn't worked through enough. Like they could have done more with that plot line. What what did you think about the whole Maquis thing and Chakotay in general?
1: First of all, love the character.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought um Robert Beltran did did a really good job. You know, yep. he was a character with a with a lot of conflict, but you know he had his his ways of dealing with it. Especially, I I loved his meditation scenes.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. His his uh, Native American heritage.
1: Yeah, who was it he? Talked to Coochie uh, Maya. Yeah, that that was cool. But again, I really don't think, as you say, they showed enough of the. Mocky, how can we put it the mocky, um you know disagreements and how their faction differed from what Starfleet or any right. of the other groups were trying to do yep. the the one that sticks out in, in mind in particular was remember the episode where were they brainwashed or they had a piece of technology put into their system
0: mm. it was
1: like Scorpion yeah. and Seska was in it yeah. where they turned on the Voyager crew yeah I thought I thought that was really interesting but we got maybe two or three episodes of it and yep. that was it
0: yeah it seems like it, it just could have been expounded on more with the whole Maquis thing because it's such an interesting element but then they didn't quite go far enough with it
1: and they didn't even delve into much of the Maquis with the Cardassians
0: yeah that too Interesting, and I mean
1: that was kind. Of, that was pretty much a fundamental point, wasn't it? That the the Cardassians were attacking the homeworld of the the Maquis members. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand. It seemed like a really cool faction.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: But it wasn't looked into at all, you know. And with with a, wasn't Chakotay a double agent for a while?
0: Was he for the Maquis?
1: Yeah. Did yeah? Didn't they at one point think he was a? Uh, maquis spy still serving in starfleet or the other way around
0: did they think he was or was he actually
1: that well that's that that was always the big debate was he maquis for starfleet and then he just came around to what hmm. starfleet were doing because he believed in janeway
0: hmm. interesting
1: but no i would i would agree with you 100 percent. not enough not enough um, plot or story delved into.
0: Yeah. So this seems like a good time to bring up Balana Torres then. Since she was another member of the Maquis. What did you think of her?
1: Balana was a really interesting character. She had a lot of internal conflicts. Yes. Because she was a... Wasn't she a, a human slash Klingon? Yep.
0: Lots of You know, of she was
1: really... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she had major a friend of mine once described her as a a college dropout with anger issues
0: oh funny yeah
1: (laughs) but um she she was rougher around the edges but she she had a good heart and i think she would have been one of the first to you know to follow janeway to the grave
0: yeah very cool um
1: and of course she was a a phenomenal engineer
0: i like the episode where she got like um transporter accident or whatever where it split her into two different people like her Klingon person and then your, her human person.
1: Oh, that just reminds me of the Tuvix storyline. That was creepy.
0: <laughs> I like the Tuvix episode.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was... They, they were interesting because, you know, we got to see both sides. of But do you think it was sometimes overkill with her as a as a character?
0: Um uh, No, not... I don't think so because, like, knowing what we know about Klingons, like, I don't feel like that was overkill. Her personality.
1: Like I, like I, I, never thought she could get any angrier until it came to you know the Klingon mating rituals. Oh boy! She just totally lost it. <laughs> Tom Paris should have just hopped into Delta Flyer and made it to the nearest space station.
0: I know. Didn't Tom end up in the uh, to see the doctor, and <laughs> he was like yep. all bruised. In. <laughs>
1: Yep, he was beat up to hell.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Doctor then. Good segue.
1: <laughs> what a character! What a character!
0: Love, love, of the Doctor.
1: <laughs> what was he? The um, the EMH Mark One. He was the the kind of forced interpretation, wasn't he? Uh,
0: I think so. Yeah, Mark One. Sounds right.
1: Yeah, from the, from Doctor Zimmerman. Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean. You know how much I like robots and droids and everything, and so like with a hologram, that's kind of an extended AI thing. So I always just find artificial intelligence so interesting, and it was so cool to see his story how he progressed from just a program and then into an actual being.
1: Yeah, I thought I I thought that was that story arc was very very well done. You know, he just started off as you know, please state the nature of the medical emergency with no personality, no yep. bedside manner, no nothing. And then he just evolved then into a, you know, a fully active practitioner.
0: Yep, And just, you know, like and with the mobile emitter, how he got more...
1: He could go from place to place. Yep, more
0: independence. And I mean, the, those are some of my favorite episodes are the doctor-based ones, like the one where he's daydreaming. I love that one.
1: And the one where he's actually got a family.
0: Oh, that one's so sad.
1: Yeah, it was really, really sad. But it was so cool that, you know, he becomes fully self-aware. Yeah. But I thought I thought a great one was that he could fully control his own programming. He didn't need somebody to turn him on. He could do it himself. Yeah, it
0: was pretty cool. What about the one where he was the, the opera singer?
1: <laughs> oh, God. I remember. Yeah, I remember that one.
0: That one was so funny. Like, he... he so uh, Robert Ricardo is hilarious too. He's just so funny. Yeah,
1: anybody anybody I know who's met him said he's he's a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, he seems very nice. I would love to meet him sometime.
1: And didn't um, didn't he become the didn't he have a program for the emergency command air hologram as yes. well? Yes,
0: <laughs> that was remember in the daydreaming one where he's like daydreaming that he's the captain. I th- that's like what gave him the idea but then i think they like actually gave it to him in a later episode they did
1: though didn't they he became the emergency command pro- yeah, uh, program I
0: think
1: so. <laughs> but no it's great it's you know he be, he became fully self-aware and fully sentient which was awesome
0: yes i love the doctor okay let's talk about seven of nine
1: what a character
0: what were your initial impressions of seven seven of nine
1: Oh, I was intrigued right from the get go because you you knew she was human, mm-hmm. and yet there were, there just seemed to be something that was drawing the characters to her. Yeah. I don't know. There was just there was just something. I think her character was was very very well done, and I think how they did her backstory was great.
0: Do you think that was a smart move for um, to have her instead of Kess?
1: Oh, definitely without doubt i do i think seven of nine had a lot more ability and range to grow as a character yeah you know but she obviously she never lost her full um you know borg hardware or or programming yeah you know it it was always right there in the back and the borg could still um speak to her
0: crazy so I'm not sure like a, do you know what happened behind the scenes like did the actress who played Cass did she want to leave or was she asked to leave or
1: I've never actually heard to be honest with you it's not something that I looked into because I thought Cass as a character was absolutely useless.
0: Yeah, I agree actually.
1: <laughs> when when she started getting her powers are, you know, becoming of age with the you know whatever the accompaniment... turning into energy or whatever. Yeah, I thought I, I thought that was more interesting but then Yeah however what did she do put them 20 light years closer to home after being you know this small frail no
0: <laughs> yeah i know
1: but i i i think um regard seven the way they did her backstory and even her parents it was great
0: yeah that was really cool
1: and i giving her then the, the astromech lab was brilliant
0: yeah totally
1: and of course, that that allowed lots of crossovers, you know, with the with the Borg and Species Eight Four Seven Two and
0: Ah. Oh, now I want to do a Voyager rewatch. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I, those episodes were great with Species Eight Four Seven Two. were the ones that. No, they were. Bejo- oh they no, that's the Herogens,
0: right?
1: A Hirogens, sorry, yeah. Yeah. No, Species Eight Four Seven Two were the Ooh. species that were wiping out the Borg. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now.
1: But that, that was great. That was just a totally new ballgame. And it was the, the human, human Borg Alliance.
0: Crazy. And then just going back to Janeway. Like, how awesome is it that she's the one who like defeated the Borg?
1: Well, she defeated the, the Borg Queen.
0: The Borg Queen. That was amazing. That was a really good finale oh, episode.
1: It was a really good finale as well. And I loved, you know... We taught how the ball cube was the end of it, and then the queen has her sphere.
0: Craziness. Uh,
1: they were some of the better seasons of Voyager.
0: Yeah, it got better. Like, I felt like towards the end, like, it just got progressively better. Totally. Okay, let's see. Who else? Uh, So let's talk about Tom and Harry. Um, Let's talk about Tom first, and then Harry, and then I'll play the interview.
1: Can I still say? Can I still say? Still a better uh, romance than Twilight?
0: <laughs> Tom and Harry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well played. <laughs> okay, so Tom Paris. I always really liked Tom too. Like he's just so like ah, what's the word? What word am I thinking of?
1: <laughs> Was he a renegade?
0: Yeah, that's a good one. It was interesting because I actually didn't get a chance to meet him at Phoenix Comic Con, but he was there this year. Um, And so I got to see the panel that him and Garrett Wong did. So it was a really, really good panel. But it was interesting. He was talking about that character from Star Trek Enterprise that he played. I forget the name. Sorry, nerds.
1: Oh, it was Nicholas something. Yeah, it's who Tom Paris was actually based
0: on. Yeah, so he talked a little bit about that, but how, you know, like... Hit that character. He felt like was wasn't a good person at the heart, but he was just putting on like a fake front. And Tom Paris is kind of the opposite of that. Like he's a good person at heart, but like he kind of puts on this rough, renegade appearance, you know. So I thought that. Do you
1: know? Do you know why? Do you know why they actually didn't use that character?
0: Was it something to do with the writers and they had to give him?
1: It was actually. It was actually something to do with royalties that whoever had originally conceived the character based off... I don't know whether it was another character or out of another novel or whatever, but they would have had to pay royalties right. each episode. Yep. That's why it wasn't done. So
0: they changed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did talk about that a little bit. So, But I thought that was interesting how it was kind of like a flip-flop with those characters.
1: And you know he directed a fair few episodes of Voyager too.
0: Yeah, that's kind of there's that's kind of a trend like with star trek like a lot of the actors will start directing that's really cool but yeah so tom paris um
1: he had a really cool story too you know he was the 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 son of a of of his father was an admiral Mm -hmm.
0: wasn't he yeah i think so
1: and then he was thrown out of starfleet then when he was in voyager he was demoted to the rank of ensign then he was made lieutenant again
0: yeah that was interesting and I actually really liked that episode where he was demoted. Wasn't it like the planet was all an ocean, and he was like trying to save it or something? Yep, that was a good one.
1: He was a daredevil. Yep, I always, I always think of him a little bit as a Star Trek Han Solo.
0: Oh, that's a good analogy. Let's see how many yeah. more times we can bring up Star Wars.
1: And of course, he was the he was the best pilot in Starfleet.
0: Yeah, he was a awesome like,
1: pilot. I rem like I even remember there was one episode where there was something a really dangerous mission on a planet and Janeway, you know, had to send her best away to him. Yeah. And she was just like, No, Tom, we need you at the helm, you're staying here.
0: Yeah, I think I remember that. That's awesome. Just such
1: a such an awesome pilot.
0: and then you know, we talked a little bit about him and Balan earlier, but like how awesome was that relationship? It was so funny. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, it 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 was Raylo. That's what it was. <laughs> Raylo. <laughs> it was love and hate.
0: Yeah, totally. Interesting. I I
1: th- I I honestly think he was such an underrated character, though.
0: Yeah, he was pretty awesome.
1: I mean, he I mean, he wasn't just an amazing pilot. Like his knowledge of, you know, starships and technology was great but i mean his medical knowledge was fantastic as well i mean yeah, he that's was true. A, he was kind of the backup doctor yeah yeah
0: he was
1: our backup medical officer
0: yep very cool
1: but again i'm biased he is my favorite character so
0: <laughs> so from the very start him and harry kim kind of had this awesome bromance going on <laughs> how
1: was how was harry st- only an ensign right he stayed in Ensign for seven seasons. That is absolutely crazy.
0: I know, that was crazy. Poor Harry. Like,
1: as bad enough as being in Ensign, he was only their operations officer. Yeah.
0: Poor Harry. And I mean, if
1: if, if you think right, wasn't Voyager his first um, placement?
0: Yeah, I think it was.
1: He gets on Voyager straight out of the academy. <laughs> that kid ain't gonna stay in Ensign for long. Yeah. It's almost like Eli Vanto out of Tron.
0: Yeah, I haven't
1: that yet <laughs> oh come on get a move on
0: <laughs> but yeah so sim- so he's kind of a similar character to harry kim he's fresh out of the academy um,
1: and no somewhat similar in that he, he's kept at a certain rank for just way too long for oh, okay. for all his accomplishments gotcha and, i mean harry was a uh, for being was it wasn't he the youngest member of the crew
0: well until naomi wilder
1: until yeah, until Naomi <laughs> came but I mean youngest member of the bridge crew perhaps.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: But I mean she relied on him just as much as she relied on Tuvok or Tom.
0: Yeah, poor Harry. I always liked Harry. <laughs> he just was
1: Yeah, no, I liked Harry Kim.
0: Like I like he just he kinda was all was naive and it was interesting to see his character grow too to be more self reliant and more commanding.
1: Didn't he take command on the bridge for a little bit as well? Yeah,
0: he did towards the end, I think. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, I hope once they landed on Earth, like the first thing they did was promote him. Like what was the reasoning? And a few
1: commendations as well.
0: Yeah, like what was the reasoning for not promoting him, like?
1: I think the approval had to come from Starfleet.
0: But did didn't they get contact with Starfleet towards the end? Like they could have
1: Towards the end they did, but I, that that was to work out the technology for how to get them home. Um. Okay. They were remember they were sending them the schematics for an improved warp drive.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so Harry Kim, um Garrett Wong, the actor who plays him, he is so amazing. Like he's one of the coolest um people that I've met. Ha- well, I haven't met too many like Star Trek actors, but like of the ones I have met, <laughs> he's like so nice and just I love how he just gets into the fandom. And he
1: isn't he supposed to be very protective of the fandom as well though. How do you mean? Like I've 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 always heard, you know, anybody kinda slate in Star Trek he'll defend it down to the ground. Well
0: I'm sure he would. But like he's also like he, he's very open about his experience and like um, you know, who did and didn't get along on set and stuff like Ooh, that.
1: What did he say? Spill the beans.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure it's It's been said publicly, but um, he was talking about Kate Mulgrew and uh, Jerry Ryan.
1: Oh, yeah. They didn't get on. Everybody knew that. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, he's just, I mean, it's kind of cool because, like, you know, he was a young actor at the same time as Harry Kim was a young ensign. And so it kind of parallels his real life and then the character he played, but... Yeah, I mean, it was just so cool because I was able to catch him at Phoenix Comic Con this year, so I just, it was Thursday, you know, before it gets super busy, and so I kind of went and hung out by him and his handler for a little
1: while,
0: (laughs) and I was able to ask him a few questions, so I think I'm going to go ahead and play that right here. Okay, so, here at Phoenix Comic Con. Yes.
2: How's it going? Uh, it's going well.
0: So, oh, by the way, I'm here with Garrett Wong. How's
2: it going? Oh, thank you for pronouncing my last name correctly. I've been uh. <laughs>
0: following you on Twitter. I actually, just Yay. realized that with your with yes. your podcast. Now, yes,
2: now you know. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. So,
0: how's what kind of plans do you have for your podcast? Did you invite uh, a name
2: yet? Yeah, we're still we're still thinking about that. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, <laughs> uh, Live Wong and Prosper is, is the nice. uh, is the favorite so far. But you know, well, we we don't. The, the issue is we we want people to know it's not just about Star Trek, so that's why I'm thinking yeah. maybe the Wong frequency or the Wong way might be better because then it covers more things, you know. <laughs> and I may just end my podcast by saying, and just remember, everyone live long nice. and prosper. That that's could be the totally tag. Best. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So it's just gonna be like a it's gonna be a general, pop pop. yeah, exactly.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's
0: my nerd of paradise is basically. Like I love that nerd of yeah. paradise. So uh. I do I do nerd of paradise. That's like a general pop culture one, mm-hmm. and then Blob of the Hut.
2: <laughs> I like, the
0: that. Obviously, <laughs> Star Wars. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I understand you're a Star Wars fan, aren't you? I am. I
2: love Star Wars. Awesome. Yeah. Huge fan.
0: So, what's it like being a Star Wars fan in the middle of um, you know being so famous for Star Trek? Well,
2: you know, sometimes fans will come up and they'll see me wearing a Star Star Wars T-shirt and they'll say, <laughs> "You're a
0: traitor!" And I go, "You know what?
2: You can you can love both fandoms. You don't have yeah. to be." Just yeah, exclusive absolutely. just to one, right? So, and
0: Doctor Who, too. Yes,
2: I mean, people are complex individuals or yeah. com- beings, so we don't have to just like one thing. So. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, how did being on Star Trek change your life?
2: Uh, well, it was the first big job that I got, so, um, and being on, let's face it, being on a TV show. Uh, as a series regular, it's a huge deal. I mean, it's tougher to get on an NBA or a NFL sports team you know, than to get on a TV show yeah. like that. So it changed my life. It put me on the map. You know, mm-hmm. people now know who I am, and I'm part of pop history or, uh, for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. even after I'm gone, people will know, you know that yeah, I existed. Yeah, it is nuts. So
0: yeah. you were doing a really good Kate Mulgrew question earlier. <laughs> Would you, you know, mind doing that
2: first? Status apart, Mister Kim,
0: <laughs>
2: it's not crunch time yet, Mister Kim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome! Thanks so much. Yeah. Um, do you have a good story from set?
2: Oh, God. Probably
0: a lot. Uh, How about a funny one? Like a really
2: funny one. Uh, a good story from set. Funny. Oh, uh, okay. About Robbie, because he was here. Um, there's one day <laughs> we're filming, and it's hot, on the, very hot on the set. And I noticed that Robbie, the, when the close-up came on Robbie... He only sweat on the side of his face that it was away from camera. And I thought, You are the ultimate professional. You're able to only sweat on the side that the camera doesn't see. You're the best.
0: Oh so my gosh. I thought
2: that was really funny. So That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um so when you come to cons like this and everything, mm-hmm. what kind of interesting fan interactions do you have? Oh
2: my gosh. Other than
0: Girls coming up to you uh, interview
2: you for a podcast? Well, I mean, the, the most interesting or the most rewarding fan interactions were people come up and say that Voyager uh, was something that helped them get through a difficult period in their life. There's a lot of people who, are, who were going through times that maybe they were suicidal and they watched Voyager and that helped them um, find purpose in life wow. and meaning in life. So, so when people come up and say, hey, thank you so much your show saved my life, that's quite moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And that makes me feel like, wow, all those years I time I spent on the set doing overtime and just, you know, working myself to the bone, it was worth it, you know, yeah. in order that someone else you know, found meaning or merit or found something that they could latch onto that helped mm-hmm. them. So, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So, I kind of want to go back to Star Wars again. Go! Um, what do you think is Ray's parents?
2: Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> Who do I think are raised parents? Jesus. Um, (laughs) Well, I I would want to say that maybe, gosh, Luke and Leia. (laughs) No, no, no. That would be horrible. (laughs) Before they knew that they were brother and sister. No, I don't know. (laughs) Just Luke and somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, right?
0: That that seems to be like the consensus. the, The consensus,
2: Yeah. Oh, I think it'll so. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. I'm, I can't wait to see the. the I new know movie it's so
0: crazy. Coming up, right? What did you think of Rogue One?
2: Um, I liked it. Uh, I've I've wanted there to be an Asian in in Star Wars forever because oh, it just yeah. seems that the Star Wars universe is devoid of Asians and mm-hmm. and yet they use so or they they utilize. I mean, so much of the Star Wars. Universe is based on Asian principles. You know, if you're talking yeah. about the Force, it's 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 well, essentially that the, qi, kind of... the essence of the the, the term Chi in Chinese is about right. the energy all around you. Right. And um, and if you look at the Jedi, they look very much like samurai warriors. Exactly, you know, yeah. and they they use that all the time. Dark but yet, later. yeah. But yet, you don't have any Asians in, <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Jet Li would have been an amazing Jedi. Mm-hmm. He should have been he should have been the role that Samuel Jackson got or something like yeah, that. You that know, really cool. yeah. Um, cool. But uh, you know, at least uh, they did have an agent in the last one, so yeah. it's nice to see that. Uh, that awesome. So um, I liked it, you know. But cool. um, I'm more looking forward to the next installment.
0: Maybe you'll be in the next Star Wars movie.
2: <laughs> that'd be great. if That happened. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a we'll campaign. I, yeah, yeah. It needs to be a campaign, or I yeah, got to kidnap awesome. JJ Abrams. There you go. <laughs> Something like Very that.
0: Cool. Right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well. Looks so you have some more guests. I have some guests there. But thank so, you so much. I yeah, appreciate it. For talking. Mm-hmm. So, thanks again, Garrett Wong. I hope your podcast goes well. <laughs> I wonder if... I haven't checked he um, if he came up with a final name for his podcast that he was doing. But definitely tune in to Garrett Wong's podcast, everybody. I'm sure it will be entertaining.
1: Make sure we send them on the link to this, too.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So we got two more major ones to talk about.
0: For sure Tuvok. Let's talk about Tuvok.
1: Character I didn't like at all.
0: You didn't like him? Why no.
1: Not? I don't know. I just I, I, I didn't like the character. I genuinely just didn't like Tuvok, Was it I don't he's know. Vulcan? No, not at all. Sure. I I I love <laughs>
0: Spock. He's half human though, Spock. He's not full Vulcan
1: no i know but just I, I i didn't like the character i i really don't know what it was just the the character didn't didn't appeal to me at all and he was the only member of the voyager crew promoted and that pissed me off
0: mm. interesting so yeah we talked about that tuvix episode <laughs>
1: yeah and of course tuvok was a spy oh uh,
0: yeah that's true he, inf-
1: he infiltrated the maquis
0: yeah you're right Interesting. Maybe you just didn't trust him.
1: Maybe that's what it was. But I, I did. I didn't like the fact that he was the second officer after Jacote.
0: Wow. Oh.
1: That should have been Tom Paris. <laughs>
0: well, that him. Is- well, him
1: and Tom didn't get along at the start, so maybe that's why.
0: <laughs> I, I love that episode. Um, I don't know if that was was Neelix. The other one you were thinking of.
1: Neelix was the other one. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's talk about Neelix a little bit because it kind of overlaps with him. Um, But that episode where Neelix leaves and um, Tuvok, he just like barely moves his foot during the dance party thing or whatever. Like, that made me like so sad.
1: The episode where Neelix was leaving, I was jumping for joy.
0: You're not a Neelix fan?
1: I would have kicked that Talaxian out the door honestly I thought him and Kes absolutely useless characters
0: even running the mess hall
1: yeah like... didn't i didn't think he i didn't think he was a he was a useful character at all to have
0: hmm so literally'm literally, do, com- is I'm he literally t-
1: convinced he was kept around because he um he had knowledge of the delta quadrant
0: well yeah that was useful i'm sure
1: because he was a merchant wasn't he
0: yeah or a
1: smuggler or some whatever it was yeah
0: yeah yeah something like that so would you say he's the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek Voyager?
1: And that's where you were about to bring me on to it when we were talking about um the love hate relationship with Ballana and Tom, but I said we actually do have a have a Jar Jar Binks character and that's Neelix. An
0: <laughs> so that's just a hate hate character, not a love hate character.
1: No, not at all. I, I I don't see what he brought to the to it all. I mean he at one point he was made morale officer. Yeah. I mean come on (laughs) now I know Jar Jar was made a senator but god almighty like (laughs) Neelix was constantly moping and whining over Kess falling for Tom Paris that's not a morale officer like he couldn't sort his own emotions and feelings out what chances he got with someone else
0: (laughs) wow you've definitely given it some thought
1: (laughs) oh god yes
0: what do you think I of used his to have a, look?
1: I used to have a picture of him on my dartboard.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's harsh.
1: And yeah, I've met Ethan Phillips, and he's a nice guy.
0: I have. I saw him. I saw a panel with him. Um, I haven't actually met him, but he seemed pretty nice.
1: Yeah, I met him in an airport in like 2008 what? or something like that. Yeah, really nice guy.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you recognized him, like.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, the, like the makeup yeah. does like yeah. if you actually see him out of makeup.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that, like now that I mentioned it, like he 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 does actually kinda look like me
1: likes... Yeah, he still does look like him so yeah, he's quite recognizable. <laughs> I think I was
0: thinking of um Doctor Fox. Doesn't that guy look different? Like a lot different without the makeup.
1: Oh yeah, you may be right on that one.
0: Okay. I get them mixed up sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you may be right actually.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I thought I liked how he how he exited. I thought that was handled well, though. With Neelix, he found the more the colony of Talaxians or whatever, and went with them.
1: I think that was the only way they could put him out of it, aside from him dying. Like genuinely I don't think there was a a proper way to get the character for another reason for the character to leave unless it was his own people.
0: He could have just went back to Earth with them.
1: Well could have potentially done as well but was that likely to happen?
0: Mm, I don't know. Apparently not. Wasn't meant to be. (laughs) No
1: well I mean he he found the other Talaxians and he got what he wanted out of life. There you go. Still still not a, a more... greater good than what Jar Jar did. <laughs> that beautiful, beautiful creature.
0: <laughs> Jar Jar. <laughs> I want to see a buddy comedy with Jar Jar and Neelix.
1: <laughs> no, God no.
0: <laughs> It'd be awesome.
1: Jar Jar throw him in the water and he'd be eaten by a goober fish.
0: <laughs> There you go. Alright... <laughs> So, overall, of so far, I mean, we haven't seen the new Star Trek series, obviously. Where would you rank Star Trek Voyager?
1: Voyager, for me, is number two on my list.
0: And Next Generation first? Is
1: number one.
0: I think I would agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. I would always say, and if you've ever seen it in a Big Bang Theory, it's actually true. Um... Picard before Kirk, but Next Generation over Enterprise. Or over original series, I should say.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, like, I I appreciate the original series, and um, I understand there are some really, really good episodes, but I've never been able to get through the whole series, and it's only like two and a half seasons.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a lot at all.
0: But... I really should. No, if I think
1: next I... next generation. I think has to be number one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so too. That's that was my what I watched growing up. The first thing, um, so.
1: And what a crew!
0: Maybe we need to do a next generation episode. Yeah. Like maybe. if you compare,
1: if you if you compare next generation crew to Voyager crew, there's very few that make it in.
0: Make it in what?
1: That would make. There's very few of the Voyager crew that would make it into the next generation bridge crew. Oh,
0: gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean that's that show's also got like awesome characters and yeah, but yeah, we will save our next generation discussion for another episode. Maybe I can get some. Interviews. We'll see who's coming to the next Phoenix Comic Cons and stuff like that.
1: Oh, awesome! But
0: I did talk to Natasha Yar though.
1: Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> Rest back. in peace. Aww. She's
1: actually my. She's actually my security officer on Star Trek timelines.
0: Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. what? What? That's a game.
1: Yeah, it's an app. Yeah, that's the one I've been telling you about for ages that you still haven't gotten around to downloading.
0: <laughs> so you picked like, who you want from each series for?
1: Well, no, you unlock characters and you level them up.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, before we go, how about we try to come up with our perfect uh, Enterprise or Starship crew? Oh, from yeah, each I'm down for series. this.
1: Yeah, I'm down for this
0: okay (laughs) so it can be voyager it can be any of the star trek so should we do movies too or no
1: yeah we can do movies too sure why not throw it all in the pile this is this is world-class entertainment why not
0: (laughs) so we'll just keep it to star trek though
1: oh yeah definitely
0: okay all right so for who would we choose for the captain picard
1: uh yeah i'm going to say picard we'll see whether we agree so picard for me i
0: know (laughs) yeah let's do picard (laughs) (laughs) okay uh first mate
1: oh that's a toughie isn't it Mm Mhm. oh I honestly think hand on heart I'd have to go for Spock
0: I was gonna say Spock
1: (laughs) yeah no I think I'll go for Spock as well
0: uh close was the other one who was the first like who was it on Deep Space Nine I'm trying to even think Okay, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so security officer.
1: Oh, this is a toughie, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, do you know I'm going to say Worf.
0: I'm going to say Odo. Oh, yeah, good choice. Because he's a changeling. He can go yeah. in weird spots. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, engineer.
1: Oh, I-, I have to go for Scotty. <laughs> Really? I have to I... go for Montgomery Spa he for his formula that he invented. Nice. For war you know, warp transportation. Mm-hmm. I have to say Scotty.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> no one's pickied um Voyager. <laughs> um but I'm actually I think I need to go with Geordie. Like I've always just really liked him.
1: Yeah, if, if I hadn't said Scotty, maybe Geordie would be would have been my other one.
0: Like I always liked his visor.
1: (laughs) Just the the only reason I would say I pick Scotty as I think his years of experience. Yeah. For everything that he's done.
0: Yep. Good choice. Okay. Plus, I would just
1: love to see Scotty and Wharf.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Wasn't wasn't he on one of the
1: Montgomery Scott?
0: (laughs) Wasn't the old Scotty on the? Uh, Enterprise on that one yeah, episode. Yeah, he made a
1: guest appearance or something, wasn't it?
0: I think so, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so what do we got left? Uh, Did we do security? Yeah, we did security. <laughs> tactical? Yeah, how about tactical? Data.
1: Oh. Was Data. Well, Data was tactical, wasn't it? I was thinking Tuvok was tactical.
0: Wasn't he? Wasn't Data? They're kind mm-hmm. of like different on different series, so it's kind of hard to compare some of them.
1: Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with Data.
0: Cause he just like it's like mostly <laughs> next generation. Um, and then like, what would you consider like seven of nine? Like, well,
1: didn't she? Wasn't she given the specific role then when she was there, the Diastromic?
0: Yeah, but like that's not every ship had that so like didn't she
1: she do didn't she do tactical at some point
0: yeah maybe
1: I'm trying to think what did she do but she did a specific role when she was there
0: hmm I don't know um
1: like I think when even when she was on the bridge she was to look for temporal anomalies and stuff like that she would analyze everything
0: yeah she did So, how about, like, um, Pilot? Oh, Tom. Tom?
1: Tom Paris, no doubt.
0: Yeah, Tom's pretty good.
1: Well, who's a better pilot in Starfleet?
0: I can't think of one.
1: (laughs) No, there's only one who I could think could potentially stand up to him, but he's our captain. Who? Picard. Oh.
0: Interesting. Picard
1: would have... Picard would have had to have been a good pilot. Do you not remember the Picard manoeuvre?
0: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so he
1: ha- he would have had to have been a... Interesting. Yeah. Okay,
0: oh, Doctor.
1: Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> and the only reason I'm going for it is... I'm going to have to say uh, Bones.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But, wait for it, Carl Urban's version.
0: Oh, nice!
1: For the simple reason, I just want to see him and Spock piss each other off.
0: <laughs> I'm going with Flocks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Doctor.
1: Yeah that that would be that would be my other choice. But no, I just I just how Carol Urban as uh, Bones was brilliant.
0: Uh, you know who? What was the one the um the temporary Doctor? Had? Next Generation. She was so annoying. I didn't like her. What was her name?
1: You're not thinking... Not Beverly Crusher, you mean?
0: No, the one the one that was when she was gone for like a season or whatever.
1: Oh, the dark-haired girl?
0: No, she was like blonde, I think. Oh, she?
1: Yeah, have a look at that there.
0: I love Beverly Crusher. Oh, would this be a good point to talk about Wes?
1: <laughs> nope. Uh, he don't get in.
0: He doesn't get any role.
1: No, he can be. He can be in the mess hall.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So, how about like um, who would we want for the mess hall?
1: Well, surely Neelix, considering they really only seem to show him as the one with a. Uh... With any cooking ability?
0: No. What about Gynen?
1: Well, wasn't she more of a a guide more than anything else? Even though she worked at the she worked at the bar.
0: I choose Gynen. I mean, okay, she going, was.
1: Okay, we're going. with are Neelix is kicked out.
0: Wouldn't you rather have? Wouldn't you rather talk to Gynen than Neelix?
1: Oh, I would, but I just thought if you were talking mess hall, we were talking solely cook.
0: Well, like. That was just kind of Voyager, I guess, because usually they just use the. Uh, what do they call those?
1: <laughs> well, like the it was, it was it was almost like a a gravity bar, like a restaurant.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can find. I'm still looking.
1: No, we definitely go with Koenig.
0: Because it. Oh,
1: you there? thinking of Doctor Pulaski?
0: Yes, that's her.
1: She was a lunatic.
0: Yeah, she was mean to Data. I didn't like her.
1: Yeah, she was absolutely crazy. She um did did it wasn't that when Picard had to prove if Data was sentient? Yeah. If he had a soul.
0: Didn't she like call him Data, and he's like, "That is not mm. my name."
1: <laughs> There's one you're forgetting?
0: Who? What am I forgetting?
1: Transport officer.
0: Oh Okay. Who do we want for our transporter officer?
1: oh well i'm just going to throw in an irish gingerman in there because i think it'd make jamie happy <laughs> we'll throw in my we'll throw in miles o'brien
0: oh nice
1: chief o'brien we'll throw him in
0: i love chief o'brien he's awesome <laughs> good choice i'll, I'll go he's with
1: absolutely that. mad in real life
0: really he's How so? Abs-
1: he's absolutely crazy
0: like, good crazy or bad crazy? Yeah, good crazy.
1: Like, there's a very, very famous <laughs> Irish film called The Snapper. And literally when it's on TV, the, like, some places in the country just shut down to stay in to watch it. What? Yeah, he's he's absolutely crazy in real life. We We met him in Dublin City Centre one time. He's just mad. What? Yeah, he's just insane.
0: That's cool. Very cool.
1: But yeah, no, I think I'd go Chief O'Brien.
0: Okay. Anything? Any other miscellaneous Star Trek crew members that you would add?
1: Um, trying to think, is there anything that we're forgetting? I would,
0: I would add Deanna Troy.
1: Oh yeah. Well, then again, it was easy for her, wasn't it, being a beta zide?
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be useful on a starship, though.
1: I'd I'd actually love to bring in. Yeah, I'd actually love to bring in her mother just to set her on morph.
0: <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Totally. Her mom was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was such a good character. <laughs>
0: uh, now I just want to go watch all the Star Treks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. But do you have any final thoughts about Star Trek Voyager? Um.
1: No, I think... Overall, Star Trek Voyager was really full of diverse characters, and I think it had much more of a comic tone than the other series.
0: Yes, I would agree with that,
1: so for me, I think that was that was what won it what won it over for me personally was that it sort of broke away from the the traditional vision of Roddenberry and it wrote its own story, whether people think that was right or wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: remains to be seen but for me in for the most part it worked.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I just I have very fond memories of it. You know, it was right while I was growing up, so it was good times like coming home from school and like it would be on TV and I would just like watch it. And <laughs> good stuff. Good good uh female characters to look up to. And yeah definitely yeah definitely there. and
1: and and i think some really really interesting episodes
0: yeah totally some of my all like when you combine all the star treks like some of my favorites are voyagers at least like probably five out of the top 10
1: yeah and i i i, th- I think just again it can't be overstated that i think that voyager's comedic undertones yeah really won it. i mean the the episodes of Cap- uh, captain proton was just brilliant
0: oh yeah good stuff there
1: but also robert picardo as well as the doctor with his uh, rapid personality swings
0: yeah you know i think
1: i think that was a real saving grace that that made it totally different
0: (laughs) totally he was so funny (laughs) good stuff all right so thanks again for joining me on this episode gary okay
1: thank you for having me it's always a pleasure to talk with you
0: awesome uh you can check out nerdaparadise.net if you wanna listen to other past episodes of a variety of topics. <laughs> um, if you wanna send an email, send it to hello at nerdaparadise.net and if you wanna follow on Twitter, the Twitter handle is at N of Peapod. All right, so stay tuned. We got more awesome stuff in store. And until next time, live live long long and and prosper. prosper.